Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Buffer, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 140. A brief aside for me, since I pounced this on Mike suddenly. Avenger 2.0, which is season 7, episode 9. And as I said in my tweet, what the hell happened to Avenger 1.0? One is confused. I'm assuming Mike has recovered from my sudden insertion into the beginning and has something pithy to respond with. Of course I do. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it did kind of leap into that. Both feet. Indeed. There we were, just talking about football, and suddenly, welcome to the Gatecast. If you're curious, we are recording this on the eve of the England-Ukraine game, so this will be recorded before kickoff. If we started recording any later, it was still a finished before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Will it really make any difference, Mike? I mean, you seem somewhat disenchanted with your home team's chances. I'm still not impressed with my home team's performance. But at least we might be able to get out of the group round, which is an achievement. We didn't. We didn't even win a single match. Yeah, but you had fun not winning a single match. If one involves going out to Poland and drinking ourselves silly, then yes, we probably did as a nation. I imagine 90% of the football supporters think that's a bloody great holiday. <laughs> I took this episode to work with me today. I thought it's about 42 minutes long and I've got a 40-minute dinner break. I just squeeze it in. I see. In the end, I didn't bother. Oh, I was wondering what the FMV battery lifetime is on one of those. It's pretty good. I gave it a full charge and it's easily a match for the Kindle. Even if it is three times the price. Yeah, but it does a little bit more than the Kindle does. The fact that I could listen to the Nerdist podcast while playing pool, which is a bit odd really because some of the lads joked when I actually told them what I was doing because we do happen to have a pool table in the canteen and there I was sitting down playing pool on an iPad. <laughs> And it was playing a lot better on the iPad as well. Geek cred. Yeah. <laughs> so have you installed Draw something here? No. That's it. I'm not going to either, isn't it? <laughs> You're getting to know my inflections. <laughs> After three years, I should bloody hope so. <laughs> so even if you don't actually have a mobile phone, you have joined at least the mobile data generation. Yes. You finally plumbed for a tablet. You had to go for the Apple one. You weren't tempted by the Galaxy Note. No. I await my toe dip into the tablet market. Well, when will you get it? I'll be up there Friday. That should do. i got to leave that tab. Yeah, look at that after. What's up? Your happy birthday to three members. Which, by the way, isn't appearing at the top. The one that's appearing at the top is your post about Space Race. Your birthday one is actually appearing below that, even though it was 11 hours ago, and the last link on Space Race was 14. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. 
collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am the misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. I'm reading a Neil Stevenson cavity block at the minute called Remdy. Remdy. Take read me and transpose letters four and five. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I could almost hear wheels turning there. <laughs> now, hopefully, when I open this in VLC, it will be nice and it will give me sound. Give me sound. There's a good disc. Yay, sound. I brought up the rest of the season, so I'm not rummaging downstairs for it. All right. Because Rose tends not to touch this room very much. She says there's too much stuff in it and she can't really clean it. <laughs> and the day mocks me because I didn't get out of work at lunchtime until one when I'd meant to try and get out at half twelve. So the rain shower, which caught me about 15 seconds after I left work, had I left work at half twelve, would have caught me about 15 seconds before I got into the house. Ah, that's the way of the world. Yes. Was it Hitchhikers where Arthur was getting rained on? Or is that another fantasy book I'm thinking of? The rain gods loved him or something? No, that was Hitchhikers. It wasn't Arthur. It was a guy that Arthur met. Ah. It was... Oh, the lorry driver, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the lorry driver, and because uh, he picks Arthur up. It was in So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, book four. Yeah. I'm going to have to read that book again. It's been too long. Have you heard, uh, heard of an author called Jack Joker? Yes, I've read that five-book series. It peaks about halfway through book four, and then it kind of goes downhill. Yeah. I did read it, and I found it compelling enough to buy most of it. It was cause of my rage at Amazon Marketplace, because I bought book three for 10p. Oh, right. And they charged me the default £2.70 uh, postage. And I could clearly see, even then for the price of the envelope, it only paid 85p postage. Profiteering on printed books. Terrible. Knowledge should be free. Well, I actually lodged a formal complaint on eBay about this, because uh, I bought a book... I bought a book and I was charged by the seller $6 postage. And he'd yeah. managed to shove it into a flat rate $1.50 international envelope. <laughs> so I know for a fact, envelope and all cost him one fifty. So he charged me four times in postage what it actually cost him the second thing. <laughs> all about profit margin. You've got to squeeze your percentage out somewhere. Indeed. I might pick up that series and at least the first book. I've been watching Suits. Yes, I noticed you started watching that. How many episodes are you in? Well, what happened was I caught it on Watch HD and what turned out to be episode two. Yeah. So I thought, this looks interesting. I'll download the whole thing. And why not? And I quite enjoy it. it I thought it's quite cleverly written. Plus, I recognize, well, naturally, Gina Torres is in it. In tight, slinky dresses. Yes. Wash would be so happy. <laughs> it worry not. <laughs> uh, the woman has got legs. I'll give her that. Uh, Happy's redhead is quite cute. She is, isn't she? Sit, stay, good pussy cat. Shall we commence? Is the line all right? Yes, the line is better now. <laughs> I'm good to go. Ever three, ever do, ever hain, clicky. Fade to black, fade in on. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Oh, previously. They are so cool. Savor the moment, gentlemen. Savor the moment. Hmm. Oh, these guys. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. Previously, the other guys. Mm-hmm. Belger and Coombs. We're here to rescue you. <laughs> We're here to rescue you. <laughs> On purpose. This is great. 
Well, I'll sneak around with you guys in a gold wool pyramid in some alien planet. One thing missing, some Jaffa chasing us. <laughs> was a good episode, this was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a shame they couldn't get Dr. Flux anymore. Oh, yeah. Calibration scales, the ring power source. Right there. Right there. You just know that guy's voice anywhere. Ooh, fancy. Kind of looks like the voice that initiates Data's dream sequence in uh, Next Generation. Ooh. What time is it? It's two minutes past the last time you asked me. Oh, God. No, I couldn't date that. That's why, imagine that voice first thing in the morning. We're on the verge of a major scientific breakthrough. This, this weapon could be the, the key factor in our fight against the gold. Is it defeating the gold you're worried about or impressing Major Carter? Hey. That is actually a real voice. I'd put up with it for good sex for a couple of months, but after that, it just irritated me. Jocelyn Lowen plays Chloe. She's been in Alice, Endgame, Eureka, the 4400. She's channeling Amy Acker. Surprisingly, she does do a lot of voice work, so I imagine anime and such things like that, you know, it works perfectly. Oh, yeah, perfectly. It's almost perky. You know, when you've stood side by side with someone and stared into the face of death, it creates an unspoken bond. This is Felger. He's really got a deluded sense of self. Yes. Colonel O'Neill and I have been to hell and back together. When the mission was over, he looked me in the eye, and do you know what he said to me? He said... It's going to take long. <laughs> Colonel O'Neill. Folger. Felger. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Getting the name wrong. Did it, Billy? Well, Major Carter said this was important. He's always got to touch stuff, hasn't he? Even the highly suspicious energy weapon. Should you really be testing energy weapons yes. in the basement of the SGC? It's an energy-based weapon, sir. It could potentially replace the missiles on the X-303. Ooh, I like that, he says. Phaser? More like a photon torpedo. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Chloe. Now, this is all based on a gold design. Oh, dear. Yeah, facing things on gold designs has gone well fast. To the rear of the weapon, we'll proceed with the demonstration. Just in case. It's not only that. If this blows up, at least we're wearing safety spectacles. Yes. They'd be able to recognize what's after our faces. This isn't going to go well, is it? The 22nd century! He couldn't find an on-off switch. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, that's never good. Never good. These are all practical sparks and smoke. They went with the practical effect instead of the CGI. Oh, dear. My expensive flat screen monitor. <laughs> and watch Amanda. A few of these she wasn't expecting. That wasn't supposed to happen. Like that yeah, one. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> she nearly grabbed Jack, did she? <laughs> yeah, that would have just worked. Yeah, that's a female response. Well, to be honest, I'd probably have been jumping at those sparks. <laughs> okay. Avenger 2.0. Written by Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi. Directed by Martin Wood. First done in the US, August the 8th, 2003. Next up was Australia, November the 20th, and the UK got it November the 24th. Uh, last but not least, Canada, November the 4th, 2004. Oh, for God's sake. Surprisingly, Avenger 2.0 does not share its name with any other series on television. Which is a shame, really, because uh, we had Jake 2.0. 
find an Avenger 2.0 somewhere along the uh, superhero pantheon. I must see if Netflix has that. What? Oh, the Jake 2.0. Hmm. Later. Level 27 makes a change. But I am really, really, really sorry, General, and I can assure you that nothing like this will ever happen again. You're damn right it won't, because I'm pulling the plug on your research. No, 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 no please. Yes. Just a minor glitch, oh. minor if only they'd pulled the plug a bit sooner. You've been saying that for the last six months. <laughs> the General's not been in a bad yeah. mood, because WordPad document did not save. The projects you've overseen during your tenure here have been similarly long on promise and short on results. All right, what, what exactly are you saying? I'm saying it may be time for the Air Force to rethink your position here. <laughs> okay, you know, that, oh dear. Because um, uh, you know, it just so happens that, I, that I'm working on a, uh, a line of research, and it's uh, it's. it's yep. um, think fast. You know, think fast. Yeah. Really. Really. Yes. Yes. In the background, uh, the soldier you can see is Kenny Gibbs, the prop guy. He was in the scene because when the Steadicam walked into the office, he had to literally walk through the middle of the table, which mm. they'd pulled apart. Just yet, you know. I still gotta, you know. Crunch a few numbers and dot a few eyes, and uh, I could probably have something ready for you by the uh, end of next week. You have 24 hours. More than enough time. Mm. Dismissed. <laughs> Trying to salute. <laughs> you can see Sam, you know, just the expression on the face. What were you thinking? I don't know. I had to say something. They were going to fire me. Oops. Besides, what's the big deal? All we have to do is think of something that's going to change the balance of power in the galaxy by noon tomorrow. You have anything in mind? <laughs> uh, not a problem, is it? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. Avenger. Uh, Martin Wood, who was doing the commentary along with Amanda Tapping, actually says, you know, this episode isn't very popular amongst fans because it doesn't feature a lot of the main cast. But I think, as he pointed out, a lot of the ancillary characters make the show. You know, add the flavour and the depth to it. Yeah, I still say that View from the Gallery is one of my favourite B5 season 5 episodes. Yeah, because you see the world through slightly different eyes. You may not want them to be regular characters, but every now and again, they're just brilliant. I mean, delivering the virus is as simple as dialing the target gate, uploading the program. The virus would then scramble the DHD's established coordinates. Yeah, so the symbols no longer correspond with the proper coordinates, you see? <laughs> it's like rearranging the letters on your keyboard. And the target gate would be useless. Yeah, I mean, sure, the goal would have ships, but, you know, they, they still rely heavily on gate travel. And that would be a real tactical advantage for us, don't you think? What do you think? It's interesting. Really? You don't have a finished program. And this area, it looks new because basically they've just rearranged the walls. They've just walked past the gate room. You see all the signs in the background. Fortin is the research lab because he's in the bowels of the SGC. In the colon? Could be. Could be. <laughs> this is far from a done deal. No, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. She's gone. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> An excitable young chap, isn't he? Where the hell am I? Now this shot they were commenting on, you've got the CGI of the Stargate blending into practical reflections, very expensive to do and very rarely done. Don't take it personally, sir. I just think this research shows a lot of promise. It's Felger. He did save our lives, Colonel. Really a wonderful shot. <laughs> the ability to disable any gate we choose could prove to be a valuable weapon in our struggle against the Goa'u. If it works. That's what I intend to find out. <laughs> I forget your safety glasses. Oh, he's not in a good mood, is he? So the SGC are actually working with the Marine Corps now, as opposed to their own airmen. Or was it just trying to be insulting? To be honest, Major, I share some of the Colonel's skepticism. I know Dr. Felger's record is a little sketchy, sir, but I still think he shows a lot of potential. 
All he needs is a little support. You would think throughout the thousands of years of history, somebody would have tried that, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's nice that they thought to add the walking through the gate squinchy noise in the background. That's a nice little model set. He does Banzai? <laughs> he was supposed to be playing Warhammer. They didn't think they'd want his character to be associated with that product. I'll come off it. Warhammer is the offline version of World of Warcraft. I'll be, I'll be with you in a second. Just, you know, uh, putting, putting the dogs out. <laughs> Look where he's pointing his pants on. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's backwards. I never noticed that first time around when I first watched this episode. That was in the neighbourhood. Yeah. This isn't a bad time, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. He's got just, Tomb Raider on the TV. Just, uh, you know, just, uh, really wasn't uh, expecting anyone. You know, it was, it's, uh, sorry. Nice place. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I was just uh, having my apartment fumigated. Can I, uh, can I offer you anything? No, no, I'm fine. No? Oh, all right. <laughs> Look at that. The zip's on the back. Please, please. You get the idea that he doesn't entertain very often. Yeah. Oop. <laughs> is that Luke? Was that who? Luke. Luke. Skywalker? SG action figures, Sam and Tilk. I assume she wasn't supposed to recognise. And he's agreed to give you another chance. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. That's great. That's great. Oh, because I thought I was so done for after that little incident thing there. That was. But there is one condition. Well, sure, okay. <laughs> he wants me to work on the project with you. <coughs> That'd be, uh, you? Yeah, that's not a problem, is it? No, no, no. God, no, no, what's... This is actually turning out to be a pretty good day for uh, Felger. <laughs> He's got a woman in his apartment, which probably not a first, but mm. fairly rare. He's getting to work with Sam. Mm -hmm. The rest of SG-1 not going to be around. <laughs> so no, Jack. Do we get much B-story? Not a lot. Mainly the effects of what happens after Avenger 2.0 gets released. Mm. Jay Felger is played by Patrick McKenna, Canadian actor. Been in Robocop, Traders, a show called Red Green. Another one does a lot of voice work. Mm. A tweet from Dan LaRock. Have fun, guys. This was a cool app. Cheers, Dan. He's a regular retweeter, listener to the podcast. This is a typical example of not being able to see what's right in front of your face. Yes. Common trait amongst the male of the species, you know, look for the shiny jewel instead of, you know, the nice little piece of glitter that's in front of you. You know, there is nothing wrong with a man taking pride in his appearance and smell. This wouldn't have anything to do with Major Carter coming to work with us, would it? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> he just totally unaware. You do have to admit, she possesses one of the most brilliant scientific minds of our generation. And a pair of legs that won't quit. Really? Look, didn't Okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, anyway, what chances a guy like me got with a woman like that? She barely notices I'm alive. You know what that's like? A little. Morning. Oh, hi. Hi. Nice tie. Oh, thanks. Yes, yes. You see, woman, I know. And again, just like in the other guys, no sense of personal space at all. Mm -hmm. Sam doesn't seem to have any. Does she have any idea what her standing that close to him is doing to him? <laughs> like this. Oh, yes. <laughs> there was a girl I used to, I still go on tea break with her, and she'd sit opposite me, and I swear to God, there's no way that much foot contact happened accidentally. 
No, no donuts for you, Chloe. We'll go on then. <laughs> Sam, don't. Nope. <laughs> After I've mauled, you know. I'm sorry, it's not a donut unless it's got a freaking hole in it. Oh dear. Oh, that's oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. All the food and drink near your workstation. That's not a good idea. You've obviously never worked in a computer area. Trust me. If I didn't eat lunch at my desk at least twice a week, I wouldn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Chloe gets a hug, but not from Velger. Yep. Nice little brief montage, that. I think the virus is ready, sir. Of course, other than computer simulations, there's no real way to test it except on another gate. Do you have a target in mind? P5S117. It's one of Ball's principal Nakwita mining sites. If we can disable the gate, we could seriously disrupt his supply network. How will we know if the test is successful? There's a Toker operative on the planet who will be able to relay the results of the test through their subspace communication network. Blimey, a Toker that's still alive. Yeah. Can't be many of them. I mean, they're with a Norwegian flag, looks like. White and blue. A cross or something. Why? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm not playing draw something while we're... Oh, good. Absolutely not. Repeat, Major Carter to the control room. <laughs> hmm. Well, oh, there's Martin Wood and Sila. Sila not in the infirmary this episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously recovering from an injury. Yes. Felger, <laughs> what are you doing here? What's going on? Colonel O'Neill and Teal missed a scheduled radio contact. Getting a video signal, sir. Colonel O'Neill, this is Hammond. Do you read? Nice to hear from you, General. Jack loves his close-ups. Yep. Well, the mission was going according to plan, then we hit a little snag. We can't dial the gate. <laughs> a little snag. <laughs> We cannot establish an outgoing wormhole. We've tried all kinds of addresses, but we just can't get a lock. Stand by, Colonel. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is just a coincidence. There's no way this could have anything to do with my virus. No. Martin said he made sure Jack could be seen in monitors in the background just to kind of keep him in frame all the time. <laughs> zoom in, zoom out. Of course, it looks... You can just imagine Jack just being told, you know, just do anything. Richard, do anything you want, so he starts playing around. <laughs> you know, it's named after a comic book I read when I was a kid. The Amazing Avenger. Green tights, purple cape. He's super strong, super fast. Not as fast as the Flash, that would be ridiculous. They actually had a lot of trouble finding a comic book name that wasn't copyright. <laughs> no. The women shake their head. Is there any chance we sent it to the wrong gate? No, sir. We double-checked the coordinates. The virus was sent here, P5S-117. Colonel O'Neill is on P3C249, which is here. It is true that, relatively speaking, within the gate systems, the planets are close together, about 400 light years. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And until we hear back from the Toker... Unscheduled off-world activation. That's almost as if they had a fully functional touchscreen, isn't it? Yes. It's possible they did have fully functional... I mean, like, even in the early days, you could get a fully functional touchscreen by sitting the monitor on a sensitive base. Basically, yeah. you press the monitor... It moved on the base, and sensors in the base, once you calibrated it, figured out where you were. Seems an overly complex way to get it done, but I suppose if it worked... It was actually not simpler than any others. Several gates have gone offline. As yet, we have no idea why. We're still in the process of gathering information. Fellas, this is Major Carter. 
Oh dear. <laughs> uh, we might know, but we're not going to admit it at this yeah. point. Nice to see uh, Walter on duty. Yay, Walter! <laughs> you know, I almost imagine Fel just slowly walking into the background. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not the general's favourite at the moment. Ever? Sir, I'm going to need a few minutes to analyse this information. Go. Well, it says it, if one of his projects actually came to fruition and, and gave some results. I'll go help. <laughs> I still don't see how this is possible. Automatic correlative updates. I thought those were supposed to happen only once every couple of hundred years. That was the theory. Major Carter, report. Now, how did the general know she had anything to report? He probably texts the military approach. As long as I ask for a report, I will get a report. Hmm. The phone just vibrated at me. Well, you might want to tell them to hurry it up, sir. What have you got? Say something, Felger. <laughs> this is the original target gate. This is Colonel O'Neill's position. Interesting framing, isn't it? The star of the show, Amanda's breast. <laughs> few minutes later, several more. They appear to be spreading out from the original gate. He can't help it. He's got to be right in front of everybody, even if he doesn't want to actually say anything. He's got to be involved. Well, mm -hmm. We think we may have an explanation. We know that the gate network has to undergo periodic correlative updates in order to compensate for stellar drift. Now, we've never witnessed it, but we believe that the gates dial each other automatically to transmit the new coordinates that apply to each address. And you believe Dr. Felger's virus initiated one of these updates? <laughs> oh, Smiling. They remember my name. Oops. I don't want it to remember my name. <laughs> no, it did not. Coordinates, it dialed out and transmitted them to a few of the neighboring gates who then transmitted to a few more and so on and so on and so on. Is there any way we can stop it? There's no time, sir. If each gate only dials two others before adapting to the new system, the entire network will be infected in the less than two hours. We need to focus on getting as many people back as possible, sir. You couldn't write this sort of stuff. It no. must be. It's got to be. He's really mad, isn't he? Ooh. <laughs> You're going to smack him in a bit. Probably. That's if the general didn't explode. Now they're in a race to get all people oh. back before the gate system totally shuts down. Mm-hmm. Now what we really need is an interstellar spaceship that actually worked. P3L 997. It's Daniel's team, sir. Dial it. Where's Daniel? Daniel's off-world on a research mission. It's <laughs> 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 about anxiety. <laughs> Over Cleveland High School. What? Chemistry 201. I had an incident with my midterm lab, and they got the fire under control in about an hour, but poor Mr. Hoffman, his eyebrows never grew back, so that was... I should have got out of science right then. His teacher's eyebrows eventually grew back. Yep. This is Stargate Command. You wouldn't be here if you weren't very good at what you do. You tell that to Colonel O'Neill. <laughs> how many teams came back? Three. Out of how many? Fifteen. The rest are stranded. And Dr. Jackson? His team's still off-world. Oh, this is awful. The floodwaters are rising, but they're safe for the time being. Oh, oh dear. That's not good. <laughs> Don't answer the phone. It's bad news. Yes. For the time being. I understand. Oh, dear. We contacted the Tok'ra. 
According to their intelligence, the entire gate network is down. Congratulations. <laughs> You've destroyed the work of the ancients. <laughs> well done. Sure he has a self-repair mechanism. Unfortunately, as we learn, the mechanism it uses to uh, maintain itself is compromised as well. If the whole network is down, how come they can dial Colonel O'Neill? Looks like one of the Jaffa commanders sold us out. Go figure. What happened? The negotiations were going just fine. Then the gate broke down. After that, they all started accusing each other of sabotage and all hell broke loose. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think we know what caused the it never rains. It was the virus. Belter's virus? They created a new coordinate system that then spread to all the DHDs, but since we don't have a DHD, we have the only gate that can dial out. I told you not to trust that brown nose and little weasel! <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Jack remembers. Sir, ah, there we go. That's why they could get in touch with Jack. We've got incoming, Ooh. Now, Christopher didn't know that explosion was going to be that big. As Martin said, he's a bit of a drama queen. It says signal lost. Why is he even bothering to talk? Felger huh. may not be too bad if he's got, you know, uh, good supervision. Yes. We're still in one base, sir. Oh, thank God. We're going to take cover, sir. <laughs> sir, we still have enough. We're going to take cover. Yeah, you're in the fire. Of course you're going to take cover. I can't send anyone until we fix this problem. But they may really... Let's think this through logically. The entire gate network has been paralyzed, but we can still dial out. And we're assuming that the virus was spread as a result of the correlative updates initiated by the DHDs. We don't have a DHD, so our gate wasn't affected. Right. It also means another change would probably result in another system-wide update. So, if we can get just one DHD converted back to the old coordinate system, the gate network would spread it for us. But how do you convert back to the old system when the new one is based on a completely random principle? Not a problem. I mean, if we can get one DHD to establish a lock with a specific gate, then all we have to do is compare the old address to the new address and extrapolate a translation program. Yeah. That would mean random dialing. Seven symbols chosen from a pool of 38 non-repeating candidates. That's about 63 billion possible combinations. You've got plenty of time not to worry. She's good with numbers. <laughs> I was going to get her to do my Twitter has kind of exploded since I last looked. 26 new tweets. <clears throat> Oops. It's funny that you can look at the, the gap between the walls and the floor and it's obvious it doesn't really sit there. Well, we've been unable to re-establish contact. We hope he's just out of range. Yes, sir. According to our latest intelligence report, it looks like Ball is trying to take advantage of the situation. How so? At the moment, he has the largest fleet. With the gate system down, whoever has the most ships has the advantage. He's attacking the other system lords on several fronts, and he's winning. It's nice to see a different corridor for once. Yes, or else just go... Did we get to actually talk to Bob? No. Oh. <laughs> this calls is he ignoring. Who was that then? <laughs> Whoever it is is going to be persistent. Yes. Stargate Command, Felger speaking. Mom, Mom, no, 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 I told you not to call me here. <laughs> <laughs> He gave his mother the skewer line into Stargate Command. <laughs> if you must know, Mom, I, I screwed up again. And I think this is the worst one yet. Oh. No, no, it was, it's, it's worse than that one. Mm. He was actually written to be living with his no, mother at the time. Yeah. But they changed it to uh, Mom, living Mom, on his own. Mom, 
probably because they'd have to cast a mother. And do we really need to know what Felger's mum's like? No. Probably like Principal Skinner's mother in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that then, Simon, OK? All righty then, bye-bye. Friend. Trying to cover up. Yep. That's a reference, of course, to uh, Coombs, yep. played by John Billingsley. But, Jay, I-, I know you feel bad about this. <laughs> What's to feel bad about? I mean, it probably took the ancients a thousand years to build the gate system, and I wrecked it in a single day. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that I've isolated us from all the off-world resources we're going to need to defend ourselves, leaving us sitting ducks for the next school world attack. Let's face <laughs> it, if you're going to screw up, do it big yes. time. Yeah. Look, I-, I need you to get past feeling guilty and focus on finding a solution. That's easy for you to say, so you never make mistakes. I don't. Oh, come on. You're perfect. Everybody knows that. Jay, I'm not perfect. So you have to say that because you're modest. Oh, you do feel sorry for the guy. Almost. <laughs> yeah, of course you'd say that, because you're perfect. I was the one who bypassed the dialing protocols that caused the wormhole to pass through Katow's son. The chain reaction that resulted could have led to the deaths of everyone on that planet. That's it! That's it! That's it! Oh, even your mistakes are perfect. What are you talking about? You were able to bypass the security protocol because you created your own dialing program. So? So we could do that here. Instead of trying to tweak the DHD program back to its original form, why don't we just upload everything from our dialing computer? Our program is nowhere near as sophisticated as the one that exists in the DHDs. It's completely jerry-rigged. It doesn't have to be perfect as long as the coordinate system is accurate. The DHD will automatically make all the necessary adjustments. He has got a kind of a, a blinkered view of, of Sam and of SG-1, because they've screwed up many a time. But the fact that Avenger triggers a correlative update seems to indicate that the DHD program is adaptive by its very nature. Yep. And plus, we have nothing else. Again, he's coming up with great ideas, yeah. but are they, are they practical? <laughs> no, we've got no idea how to do it, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we might as well give it a go, haven't we? We've got nothing to lose. There's Daniel. He's actually standing a small black tent being watered. Michael Shanks actually asked for a poncho so he could keep dry, pointing out that his SG team would have ponchos if it was raining. What's your status, Doctor? Oh dear. That's heavy rain. And it's always good to have a deadline. Yes. It should have worked. Felger has left the building. Have you and Dr. Felger made any progress? I've <laughs> lost him. <laughs> I can't find him. Excuse me? Apparently Dr. Felger has left the base. I think the pressure was getting to him. I thought you said all he needed was a little support. Yeah, I may have been wrong about that. Okay, I admit it. He's a complete screw-up. He makes rash decisions based on sketchy evidence. He's clumsy in the lab. He's always late. And quite frankly, it wouldn't kill him to ease up on the aftershave. But the fact is, sir, he's at Stargate Command because he's a brilliant scientist. And no one understands that virus better than he does. Then I suggest you get him back. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) You've got to remember that. Got to this level because he is clever. He is intelligent. Is that the river that leads to Colonel O'Neill's cabin? I would imagine that's exactly the same place where they shot uh, young O'Neill as well. Hmm. Jay, what are you doing out here? We've got work to do. How did you find me here? I called your mother. <laughs> oh! Yo! This is the very spot I was standing when I figured out how to recombine epsilon particles in a subspace matrix. Then I got mugged by some teenagers. Still, it's, it's a nice spot, though. 
They seem were shot with three cameras to make sure they got the shot they were after. Also, uh, one of the cameras was on a crane, which in a shot soon you'll be able to see on the right-hand side of the screen. I need you to come back to Stargate Command. <laughs> you know, before I joined SGC, my idea of a high-pressure situation was defending a mathematical thesis in front of a room full of balding middle-aged men. I don't do so well when the fate of the universe is hanging in the balance now. Jay, you designed the virus. You're the man for the job. Yeah, there's not many ducks about, is there? And a big lumps of bread as well. You might as well make a competition out of it, throw them down and play poo sticks with them or something. Yes. Why didn't the upload work? I don't know. It should have. Every gate in the galaxy should be back online. Except for P5S117. What do you mean? Well, Avengers resistant to that type of tampering, you know, and I didn't think it made much difference since that's the one we wanted to sabotage in the first place. So. Jay, what if the virus replicated itself and then traveled along with the new coordinate system to the other DHDs? No, that's impossible. It wasn't designed to do that. Well, it wasn't designed to trigger a correlative update either. You said it yourself, Jay. The DHD program is adaptive. They got this one scene in three takes, which is rather impressive given how much dialogue there is. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Did he just buy a loaf? Sam's going through with quite a change of clothes in this episode, isn't she? Must be a new wardrobe person. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm putting you Could in be. five different outfits this episode. And she's like, I'm not Jennifer Garner, an alias. Oh, Felger. He's got to get his confidence back. And the only way to do this, cut him to the general. See, <laughs> it's back. Whoa, too close, lad, too close. The virus is blocking the upload. That's right, that's right. And we need to neutralise it first. But in order to do that, we have to find it. I don't understand. Well, uh, the truth is, uh, we don't know how the virus was transmitted. If it piggybacked with the automatic correlative update, that means it's buried somewhere within the dialing program itself. We're talking thousands of lines of code. You know, it'd be like looking for a needle in a haystack. But we do know that the virus exists within a very specific subroutine in the original target DHD on P5S117. See, Jack would have needed even simpler English for that. Yes, but we do know which haystack. We not only know which haystack, we probably know which bushel. <laughs> bushel is the correct term for a small amount of hay. Yes, sir. General, I'd like to volunteer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's face it, you know, they've been saying balls on the offensive, so chances of him actually being on that planet are pretty... But if he is on the offensive, it's one of his major knackwood mining operations. Oh, it's definitely going to be guarded and occupied, but he's not mm-hmm. going to be there. Ah, yes. Was there a comment in the commentary about the usefulness of duct tape? Yes, there was. I thought there might have been. It was mostly in reference to the Red Green show, which Jay stars in. Duct tape is used excessively in that show. You're a research scientist, not a field operative. Did that stop me from infiltrating a Google mothership? I think not. She's got a lot of patience, that woman has. Look, they've already sent them out. The gate's not even being guarded, probably, because it doesn't work anymore, but don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. Hey? Jay. The antivirus. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need that. (laughs) All right. Big pocket as well. Yes. Oh, that's it. So salty hasn't worked, so let's just go for... (laughs) Say something. Uh That's good luck, is it? Wow. (laughs) What was that for? Good luck. One of these scenes, he walked out and he forgot the CD. (laughs) Unfortunately, the cameras had stopped rolling, so they'd actually capture it on film, and Martin says he would have made a perfect scene if they'd have done it that way.
Sam is carrying a new weapon, mainly because at the time, ammunition for the P90 was in very short supply due to a, a small conflict in the Middle East. But they used blanks. Even blanks were in short supply. Well, it's still brass showcases, isn't it? Yeah. So they actually built a weapon just for Sam out of parts of other weapons. Shouldn't we stick together, you know, in case you need backup or something? I'll be fine. Where you pointed that gun? <laughs> Why are they giving him a gun? I wouldn't trust him with a gun. <laughs> I'm good too. <laughs> uh, go, little Jack. Oh, dear. Walter looks very casual. They're sending out search patrols. Duke and I have organized the rebels for a counterattack. Be advised, Colonel. Major Carter has gone to P5S-117. She's attempting to get the gate system back online. That's occupied territory, sir. Yes, it is. What team did she take? Major Carter didn't want to risk stranding anyone else. She went alone? No. Not entirely. <laughs> Dr. Felder's with her. I'm inspired with confidence. <laughs> oh, dear. Christ, that's a big mosquito. Mm-hmm. I know ruins are always good, yep. but not when they look a bit polystyrene. Polystyrene. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Some at this stage was referred to as Stargate Barbie. <laughs> you know, she does look a lot like a little action figure at the moment. Okay, something's wrong. What? This is an Avenger. I mean, it's Avenger, but something's hinky. It's been altered. Or... Hinky? The point is, this isn't the program I wrote. It's, it's been tampered with since it was sent. Maybe it was Ball. Ball? Think about it. He stood the most to gain. That's a leap. Yep. I mean, first he'd have to notice something was happening to the DHD, then analyse it, then adapt it. Well, that means none of this is my fault. I told you Avenger wasn't designed to cause a correlated update. I wouldn't get too excited. It also means our antivirus isn't going to work. And does that look like a big DHD? Or is it just the angle they're shooting at? Which means that we are now stranded on a gold occupied world. <laughs> you think? That was a look, wasn't it? With a capital L. Good news, bad news situation. Those rocks must surely be uncomfortable. If they were made of rock, yes. <laughs> Come on, Fels, you're, you're smart. <laughs> so, some time has passed, but we're not exactly sure how much. The Japan probably aren't as protective of the gate as they once were, but sooner or later there's going to be a patrol. We have to do something. Well, I'm open to suggestions here. You said the virus was modified, right? Mm -hmm. So all we need to do is modify the antivirus to match it. Okay, go for it. I was hoping you could handle it. No, oh, I was afraid you were going to say that. You want to do this instead? Do you know how many variations I went through before I got the antivirus right? And that's when I knew what I was up against. This could take days. Well, then you better get started. <laughs> Can't be mad at him. Not much, anyway. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Still no word from Sam? Be honest, you should have heard back by now. Poor Daniel. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to abandon the Stargate and move to higher ground. Very well. Good luck, Dr. Jackson. Hey, Michael, you're not gonna be in this episode much. You're gonna get full pay, but you're not gonna be in it much, but we are gonna so I got that walking home yesterday. <laughs> How's it coming? We're getting there. It's pretty cool, isn't it? You and I working together? We're sort of like the intellectual Butch and Sundance of the SGC. <laughs> Butch and Sundance got cornered and killed by the Bolivian army. <laughs> Considering this is a major mining facility, you'd yeah. expect the gate to be a little more busy. Have some of those pop-up tourists or whatever. 
We got trouble. What, what, what kind of trouble? What? Think Bolivia. Oh, Jaffa? What sort of trouble do you think? <laughs> they made our position. Keep working. Oh, dear. There they come. Jaffa. No pressure. Yes, I'll protect you. Concentrate. Concentrate. Yes, background noise. With my makeshift gun, I wonder if it works. It appears to. Now, Amanda had a lot of trouble actually reloading this weapon because mm -hmm. used to the ease of the P90. Yeah. Actually, nice to see some serious explosions going on. Yep. If you stop talking, actually get, yeah. get on with your job. You can see she's not exactly smooth with it, yep. unlike the P90. Oh, that were close. <laughs> You've got the extended magazine, of course. Nice coral soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, we can give up now. <laughs> oh dear, an allegation. Oh, one of ours. Must be Tokra. That's a seriously large explosions. I mean, they're actually shaking the camera. <laughs> retreat, retreat. That's not a retreat, mate. That's a rouse. <laughs> I read really, really enough medieval fantasy to. <laughs> I would suggest you insert the runaway from the Holy Grail in there. That was used in another podcast I listened to this week. I know, I was in it. It was my suggestion. Of course you was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I listened to it at least. That was my idea. I posted about it. You would not think God shall just What they say about touching. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just that we were over there, you know, and they came everywhere. They have those guys, and then you over there, but now you're here. Now you're here. Calm down, lad, calm down. Touch, don't touch. Go and hug Tilk, he'd appreciate it. Well, I don't know if he'd appreciate it or not, but he certainly wouldn't emote about it. <laughs> and that's all the explanation you're going to get. Major, doctor, welcome back. Sir? Yes, that's how you talk to a general. I trust the solution you came up with is of a permanent nature. Oh, yes, yes, not, not to worry, General. I, I've modified the antivirus, you know, specifically to target and neutralize the altered version of Avenger. But I've also added a little patch, you know, just to ensure that no one will ever... The problem be... is solved, sir. Permanently. Yes. Dr. Jackson managed to get the remaining inhabitants of 997 through to the Alpha site. Good to hear it, sir. What about Colonel O'Neill and Teal? They found an alternate means of transport. Not too many people died. Yes. I promised the colonel I wouldn't say anything. He wants it to be a surprise. That's the sort of surprise you want, isn't it? Yes. An interstellar spacecraft. Look, sir, an allocation. Oh, they're at it. Like rabbits. <laughs> He's living off his bravery. I'm so worried about you. There's no big deal. That's Jaffa. They could have killed you. <laughs> Not a chance, baby. It's Jaffa, it's not Jaffa. Jaffa's a bloody biscuit. Whoa. Or is it a cake? That's it, lad. He's got his confidence back at least. What is this? Oh, jealous much. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I know, we're not really supposed to be fraternizing, but hey. We're experimenting. I turn my back for two seconds and you take up with this trollop? Don't blame me, 
king just because you were never woman enough to satisfy him. <laughs> that is it. Okay, this is clearly in his head again. <laughs> you think? In his or in hers? Cat fight, cat fight. Oh dear. <laughs> Ladies, please, no, this isn't really necessary. Okay. Yes, this is entertaining. <laughs> that is something Jack would do, though. Jay! What? What? What were you thinking about? Yes, as the camera zoomed in, she ran around the camera. Jack stepped out of shot. <laughs> he's, he's noticing her now. That's a dirty grin, that is. That's a filthy smile. That's not the promise of things to come. That's, I've already had it, and I'm going to have it again. <laughs> it's actually a nice little ending to the episode. It's a shot for shot do of the dissolve and the other guys. Oh, yeah, I mean... Your hand pokes them. There, though, of course, was his entire imagination. You know, there was no long, lingering kiss from Sam when he got his medal. Here, he's actually got the payoff, not with Sam, but with the woman that appreciates it for what he is. All is a idiosyncrasy... What? That's a big, big word, Michael. Don't even use it. Idiosyncrasy... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. Another decent episode. Not a brilliant episode, but a decent episode. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. Again, the reason why most of the cast weren't featured is that they were filming three episodes at the same time. Mm -hmm. This was Sam's main episode. So the boys were off doing other episodes, just uh, little cameos in this one. Got to wonder, you know, how tight the budget was for season seven. The only reason to shoot so many episodes at the same time is obviously cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because someone said that the two-parter we've got coming up was rather disappointing. But they can't knock the ball out of the park every mid-season cliffhanger, double up or season finale. You've got to give them at least one or two which don't scale the heights. But this was all right. It's a standalone, but Avenger does crop up later on. Much later on. Yes. <laughs> and it's hardly a standalone when it's referencing the other guys. It's just a pity we couldn't get John Billingsley back. Well, he's busy. Yes. Busy Billingsley. Oh, that's a loud ringtone, Alan. <laughs> anyway, that was fun enough episode. Next week, we have Birthright. As she won discover a clan of fierce, skilled female Jaffa warriors struggling to survive. They need access to symbiotes to keep themselves alive, but Carter offers their leader, Ishtar, an alternative in the new drug Tritonin. Carter escorts a group of volunteers to the SGC to test the drug. Daniel tries to help young warrior Nisa find a way while Ishtar and Teok find they have much in common. And probably bunk uglies. <laughs> yes, we remember this episode. We're speaking of John Billingsley, another Enterprise star appears on Stargate. Mm-hmm. This time, Joe Liam Blalot. Oh, to Paul. Yes. That name just popped into my head. I was thinking, oh, there it is. <laughs> well, in fairness, it's Tuesday. I did do a Enterprise commentary a mere nine days ago. Quite right. <laughs> you picked a stinker of an episode, though. We picked it apart, did we not? Uh, how, how, how profane did I get? Because you wouldn't let me swear, so I decided to make deal with innuendo. You were near the knuckle at times. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah. You? What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Right. Feedback from... Colin. Yes. Avengers 2.0. Not to be confused with the soon-to-be-made Avengers film, it does, however, have a good comedic outlook. I mean, what could possibly go wrong with the virus that shuts down Stargates? Absolutely nothing, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Viruses mutate, so instead of losing one, we lose them all. No Stargates. And where are Asgard overseers who apparently keep an eye on us? Nowhere. 
Still, we then have Daniel starting to think he may need gills, while Jack is basically doing what Jack does, and we get a rewrite of the rewrite of the rewrite in relation to the virus. I dare say the scriptwriters could relate to that part. We had some great comedy moments, some teenage crush moments, and some oh-you-never-saw-that-coming moments. But like I said, Felger is an epic fail as a scientist. Hammond should dispense with any further projects from him. Oh, poor Felger. Yes, I liked Felger. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Appreciate the feedback. We also got a comment from Michael via Twitter. Hi, Space Race was somewhat different for Stargate. A lot like the race episode from Voyager. Great show, and love the banter you all have. I replied, thanks Michael, considering this was Jeff's first time doing a podcast, he was a natural. Michael replied, you couldn't tell it was his first. The three of you work well together, all good fun. And finally a brief conversation on our Facebook group. There's 14 comments on Kevin's meeting Christopher Judge. Who is that female beside him? I don't recognise her. We were looking. Or is that Jill State? Oh, on his avatar? Yeah. Yeah, Jill State. She looks weird with that hair. (laughs) She never really had hair that, I would say, full if it was long, it was straight. It was never that puffy. On the new show, it's the same hairstyle from there. Yeah. It does make her look a bit different than she did in Firefly and Atlantis. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of feedback on the Facebook page for Base Race. Jeff posted, Oh, had you waited but two more days, this would have been released on my birthday. And Bradley replied, Great episode, some good visuals and solid story. Wish we'd return to this race later in the series. We also got some feedback on the photo from Space Race. Ah, yes, we did, didn't we? Jeff, was he... Murray! You know, Montgomery, Chris was at the London Film and Comic Con this weekend. And Jeff, yep, Kevin got to meet him. Right, we hope for pictures. Lee, I didn't meet him, but my mate did. He posted some pics on Twitter, did Chris? Mike Mayhem is very close to being Jump the Shark episode. And you replied? It never really felt like a Stargate episode. Too syndicated sci-fi feeling to it. You know, like a good ep of Andromeda or updated but Rogers, Sans, Tweaky. Beedy, <laughs> Thanks to everyone for the feedback. All three of the above methods work just fine for us, as would comments via Google Plus and the main Gatecast website. Always a treat to hear the opinions and comments from fans of Stargate and of our own show. If you want to get in touch with us, these are the following methods. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com. Links to episodes not found on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus pages are listed under the Gatecast, and our Twitter ident is the Gatecast, which is one word. The old tried and trusted email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. It is still the best and most reliable way of getting in touch with us. And if you're feeling adventurous, why not record us a little MP3 so we can play it on the show? It makes life so much easier when we know how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us any comments or feedback you have on the show, or any aspect of the fandom. Retweets, plus ones... URLs, pictures, sound files, anything like that is more than welcome. We'll always do our best to put any feedback into the show itself. One world, one universe. The journey never ends. Stargate forever. Okay then, that was Avenger 2.0. As Alan says, uh, next week we'll be covering the episode Birthright. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.